0: Chapter 16. That night I could not stop thinking about Uncle Lee and how he was willing to do anything, literally go anywhere, even into the belly of a dumpster to get what he wanted. Was that insanity or courage? I didn't know. What I did know was when they served us hamburgers at school the next day, real burgers, not saltine burgers, I was bringing mine home for Uncle Lee. I didn't care how loudly my stomach protested. Carefully I wrapped the burger up and hid it in my jacket. I made sure not to squish it all day long. When I got home, I heated the burger up in the microwave, then re-wrapped it in a napkin just like they did in commercials on TV. I brought it to Uncle Lee's room. Uncle Lee was delighted. He asked me whether I'd eaten, and I lied and said I had. But then my stomach betrayed me. It growled loudly. Uncle Lee laughed. Come on, let's eat it together, he said. I sat down and divided the burger, and this time I shared more than just a couple of crumbs. Uncle Lee ended up staying three nights each night was filled with delicious food and riveting stories about customers and things like their weird sauce requests one guy insisted on burgers with ketchup and jam by the end of his stay our refrigerator was nearly empty so mom and i went to ralph's the american grocery store three blocks away normally we'd go to the chinese supermarket but today There was a two-for-one cauliflower sale at Ralph's. We should really stop letting people stay at the motel for free, my mom said with a sigh. She picked up the cauliflowers, put them in a plastic bag, and tossed it into the cart. But you and Dad are so happy when they come, I said, thinking of how animated my parents were at dinner these last few days. I know, and they're such good people. And their stories. She put her hand on her chest, heart-wrenching. They really were. All week, I'd been going back in and filling in the details in my journal. They were fascinating, the stories. But I'm worried about Mr. Yao, my mom groaned. If he catches us... Her voice trailed off. I worried about that too sometimes. Mr. Yao hadn't come around for a week. We were due a visit anytime. We should be careful, I said, reaching for a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. My favorite. I think I just have to put my foot down and say no more visitors, my mom said. She looked at the items in the grocery cart eyes lingering on my honey nut cheerios what i always get them i said i picked up the box and held it close to my chest i knew money was tight but surely not no cheerios tight right right her paws said it all <clears throat> it's fine she said reaching for the box here put that back in the cart, but I held on to it. I peered longingly at it, had all those delicious honey-kissed circles on the box, the smiling bee that said, nobody can say no to honey nut cheerios. Well, I can think of one person, me. Slowly, I put the box up on the shelf. What are you doing? my mom asked. It's okay, I said. You don't want it anymore? I shrugged. I'm kind of sick of it. I turned away before my mom could see my eyes. That Sunday, as usual, my father and I loaded up the car with empty aluminum cans. You'd be amazed at how much soda people drank at the motel. My dad and I crushed the cans put them in trash bags and drove over to the local recycling center. I wished my mom could come too but Mr. Yao had a rule about never leaving the motel unattended. The recycling center gave us $10 for the cans which we took and exchanged for pennies. Then we went over to the lake where we sat and went over them, one by one, trying to find the one special penny we'd been on the lookout for for as long as I can remember. It was the 1943 copper alloy penny. My dad said it was worth $40,000. At least, my dad insisted, maybe even more. When he told me that, my mouth went dry. $40,000 just for one penny. Think of all the honey nut Cheerios we could buy. My dad said that the reason they were so valuable was because there were just 40 of them made. They were made by accident during the war when the pennies were converted to steel. So far, only one had been found. The rest were just out there waiting to be found. We didn't find the 1943 that day, but we did find a 1984 double die. And my dad said that was worth $30. A double die is when they accidentally print the words twice on the coin. Anytime that kind of mistake happens, the coins automatically worth a lot more. I tilted my head to one side. Why is it automatically worth more? I asked my dad. He didn't respond right away. So I added the 1984 double die to our collection of valuable pennies. We had about 17 pennies in the bag from all our searching over the years. Altogether, it was worth about $300. My dad was enormously proud of them. He never once suggested we cash in those pennies. They were his babies. Why are the mistake ones worth more, Dad? That's a great question, he said. He put his coins down and turned to me. The fact that a penny can be worth 400,000 times more because it was a mistake What does that tell you? I shook my head. It means a mistake isn't always a mistake, he said. Sometimes a mistake is actually an opportunity, but we just can't see it right then and there. Do you know what I mean? He gazed into the distance. Like coming to this country, for instance, he said. My dad shook his head and chuckled. I thought... I thought it was going to be very different. I closed my eyes thinking of the plane ride over. My dad had given my hand a squeeze and said, are you excited? I nodded, even though I was more scared than excited. But he wasn't. He was just excited. As we flew over the Pacific, he and my mom had talked a mile a minute, making plans and setting goals. My mother asked if he thought we could go see the Statue of Liberty. Sure, that'll be the first place we go on vacation. New York City, my dad said. We'll stay in a nice hotel, get dinner in a nice restaurant. You really think we can do all that, my mom asked. I know we can, my dad had said, beaming. I looked at my father now, two years later. He had greys in his hair, the creases on his forehead had become ditches. Would you still have come? I asked him softly, if you knew. He looked up at me. In a heartbeat, he said, you know why? I shook my head. Because of you. You're my special penny, Mia, he said, touching my nose. You know that? I smiled, just sitting next to my dad by the beautiful lake. It made me so happy. I decided right then and there that it didn't matter if we ever found the 1943. But it would be nice if we did.